Hey, business building warrior, welcome to another great brand new episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. We're so excited to bring you a good handful of episodes every week. If you're new around here, you should know this is the only podcast in all of e-commerce that we're aware of that features hundreds of student success stories from the content that we teach around here. So not only do we as leaders of this community do the business models we teach, but we teach it very effectively and have countless at this point after 20 years, countless success stories from our students. And we love to interview those students to get into their businesses, talk to them about how they went from knowing nothing or struggling to building something successful. It's always a journey worth hearing about when someone goes from not being successful to building something successful. We're quite proud of the fact that all of those interviews point back to our flagship Amazon training course called the Proven Amazon Course, found only at provenamazoncourse.com. So that's what most episodes of this podcast are all about. Hundreds of great episodes, dozens of recent episodes with our successful students. But we also, a couple times a week or so, have discussions about how to make the business work better for you. Very specific instruction, tips, insights, and ideas. About once a week on Wednesdays for the last few months, we've been doing what we call Coach's Corner with Brian and Robin Joy Olson, two of the great coaching leaders on our team. And today they've got a beautiful analogy that they want to share with you about how building a business online is a bit like jumping off of a high dive into a swimming pool for the first time. How that kind of feeling of nervous anxiety is very illustrative of what it feels like to kind of jump into building a business if you've never done it before, especially with Amazon, and how we can help you through that journey. I love the visual they create today. It's much like here a while back, they talked about learning to ride a bike and made some great analogies. I love the stories they come up with, so I won't steal any thunder from that. You're going to enjoy that in just a moment. The one thing I do want to tell you about is if you've become a fan of Brian and Robin Joy Olson, which how could you not be? They're tremendous. They build a beautiful business. They have a great backstory. They're great leaders in our community, created some of the most useful content. I just love getting to work with these guys. But September 15th and 16th of 2023, those are some important dates for you to take note of. September 15th and 16th, 2023, a handful of us are going to Salt Lake City, Utah, which is where our coaching office is. My coaching director's warehouse is there. His his inventory is there. So you can come see our team meet a bunch of us. I'm going to be there. It's just a handful of us, 20, 25 people is the, at the most. And some of our great leaders are going to be there. Come hang out with us. It's an exclusive experience. The goal is getting you from wherever you are now up to 100 winning ASINs that you can sell on Amazon. You hear us talking about our replens program all the time. That's the basic level training where we start all of our new students who come to us and say, hey, I want to launch a successful e-commerce business. What's the fastest path, most predictable path with the lowest learning curve to build a real business that's stable and scalable and automatable that will sustain over time? Hey, that's the replens model. From there, you can go all kinds of different directions. But the first goal we have with our new students is let's get you from zero products up to 100 products that are selling at a nice profit. Because once you've done that, the world starts to open up for you a little bit and you've got a lot of interesting options. Well, this two-day event, September 15th and 16th in Salt Lake City is all about helping you make that journey. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, 
go to provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash 100, the three digits. And you'll see the information if it's not full. If it's full, we'll let you know on that page. It might be by the time you hear this. But hope to see you there. If not, another date for you to circle on your calendar, get it out. Pause the video if you have to. Pause the audio. May 23rd through 25th of next year, 2024. Plan to join us in Orlando, Florida. You can start getting details very soon at theprovenconference.com. We like to tell people as early as possible about our upcoming events so they can make plans for the future. We'd love to see you there. Over 600 of us just gathered a few weeks ago in Columbus, Ohio. It was tremendous. Hundreds of people have already locked in their early bird tickets. That was an offer made available only to people who attended live. But we'll have another early bird special coming soon. Theprovenconference.com has details on our Orlando event, some of the things that we've already got planned. So circle those dates and plan on joining us in Orlando next year. All right, let's jump over and hear from Brian and Robin Joy Olson with another tremendous Coach's Corner. Thanks for joining us. Hope your week's going great. Let's finish out the week strong. We're in your corner. Take it away, Brian and Robin Joy. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Hmm. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. We've got a great story today. We have. Do you remember that first time you jumped off of the high dive? I do. So a little bit of background on this. When we were on vacation, uh, we talked about sort of the glamping experience that we had. and the, <laughs> KOAs have come a long way. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the pools, it had, this place had multiple pools, and we were kind of just talking about, ah, oh, there's no diving boards here. Right. Remember when we were kids, there were diving boards everywhere. Mm-hmm. And most pools had a small, like a low board and then a high board. Mm-hmm. Right. And as kids, you, you really need to work up that gumption to go jump off of the high dive, right? Yeah. I know I did too. And in fact, there was one place that I never did jump off the high dive. Really? Because yeah. you were afraid? Well, it was higher than the, any high dive I had been on before. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. And I wasn't ever a great swimmer. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Okay. But it did bring up this great story and how we <laughs> thought it applies to, or it can apply to folks who are just getting started in this business. Certainly it was for me. Uh, I can yeah. very much relate to it. Right. Uh, so why don't you just quickly tell that story? Okay. So when I was eight years old, I think I was, so my sister would have been nine. I was born in Iowa, but we would come out here to visit our grandparents in Colorado Springs. Springs. (laughs) And my grandparents took us to this pool in Manitou Springs that wasn't very busy. It was an indoor pool and we went swimming. So I told my sister, they had a high board. And I told my sister, I'm going to go jump off that high board. She's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It scared her too bad. She didn't, she couldn't let me do it. I said, no, I'm going to do it. And uh, I knew that if I set off to do it, that I couldn't stop or I would think double think it too much. Mm-hmm. So I just got out of the shallow end where we were playing and I went right up to the high board and I climbed up and I didn't stop. I just kept taking one step after another. Seemed like forever to get to the top of that ladder. It was so high. And I was eight years old. And then I knew once I got up there, there, there were people behind me. I, there was no going back. There was no turning right? back. Yeah. I had to go. So I walked across that board and I knew if I stopped at the end that and thought about it, that I wouldn't be able to do it. So I just walked right off of that board. And I went in and I went deep and I 
freaked out. I didn't know which way was up. There were bubbles everywhere. I was panicking. I was freaking out. And then finally I came to the top and I made my way to, to the edge. My sister was at the other end going, she's going to die. Get her. She's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I was okay. Uh-huh. I was okay. So we were talking about this, like, how does this relate? And would you potentially have a, addressed that differently if there was a mentor behind you, right? Yeah. Who would, like, if you got out to the end of the diving board and you were to turn around and potentially go back, and mm-hmm. you can't really, because there's all these kids behind you too, right? right? But if there was someone back there who was had done that before, and you went back there to, to say, I don't know if I can do this, I'm yeah. scared, right? That person would have said to you, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be scary. Yeah. You're jumping from as high of a platform as you've ever jumped. Mm -hmm. You're going to go deeper in the water than you've ever been Mm -hmm. without, you know, maybe diving down in a controlled environment. Yeah. You're going to panic. Yeah. You're not going to know which way is up. Mm -hmm. You're going to be freaking out. You're going to be so scared. You're going to be flailing around, Mm -hmm. right? But what's going to happen? And you're going to probably look silly. <laughs> and you're going to look like you're going to look a fool, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then what will happen is you'll eventually get some clarity uh, mm-hmm. around what's going on, see where the surface is, mm-hmm. make your way to the surface, over to the side of the pool where you can climb your way out of it. And remember, all this whole time, you've got this fight or flight. Oh, yeah. Your heart's fight, beating. Adrenaline. You're swallowing water. Yes. Yeah. You are amped up to yeah. like the nth, nth degree, right? right? And that person standing behind you would also say, but you only get to do that once. once. That's right. That one It'll never time, feel like that again. It's never going to feel like that again. And yeah, you, because I remember I got out of the pool and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this again. Do again. It was a rush. <laughs> My sister right? didn't want me to do it, but I was like, whoa, what a rush. That uh-huh. was awesome. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah, it was still scary, but it was never like that again. And the more I did it, the more, more I practice and practice and practice, um, the less and less than I wasn't scared of it at all. Right. And then what happens? You get up there and you start getting confidence and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to jump off backwards. I'm going to do a somersault. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, see how big of a splash I can make. I sure. mean, you know, you, you start to get a little, like I said, you get confidence and and mm-hmm. you start having fun with it, right? Confidence makes all the difference. It does. And confidence comes from clarity. Mm-hmm. And right? clarity comes from action. Action. Yep. Every time. Get in the game. There was only one way you were going to experience that first dive off of the high dive, and that was to actually go do it. Yeah. I could, again, just like the bicycle, I could read about it. Mm-hmm. I could watch people do it. I could critique them and tell them what they needed to do and what they should shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But until I did it myself, mm-hmm. I had never done it. This reminds me of uh, something we heard. Excuse me. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> something we heard at the... Uh, in one of the sessions at the Proven Conference uh, where Chris Beam said, yeah, a lot of people want to come in and like cut to the front of the line. I don't, I don't ever want to touch product. I want to work, you know, a four hour work week. I want to don't have to shop. You know, I just want to automatically find ASINs and all all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's got us thinking about the, they say (laughs) say. (laughs) making the first million is the hardest. That's and what they say. For that reason, I'm going to start with the second million. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. It's kind of like the first the first high it dive. It doesn't work that way, Brian. The first high dive is the hardest. So I'm going yeah, to start with I'm the sorry. second high dive, right? No, the reality yeah. is we all have to start with the first high dive. Right. We all have to probably 
do our own sourcing, shopping, packing, shipping, mm-hmm. right? Suffer through ASINs that, you know, were bad buys and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And once we get through all that stuff, mm-hmm. then we can start experiencing some of these other things that that we were talking about. Yeah, you can have a four-hour work week. Yeah, you can work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can potentially never touch product. Right. Um, yeah, that you can do all these things, but not without going off that high dive the first time. That's you right. have to do that, right? You have, you have to, to do the first time. And you first. have to build enough confidence to be able to do it over and over and over. And by that 30th dive, well, then it's old hat, right? Right. Okay. Right. Well, same thing, same thing with the uh with the business, mm-hmm. the Amazon. Building app. the replans business. Building the replans business. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You go off that high dive the first time, that's your first shipment. And yeah. it can be a it's little scary. A little scary. Was that the right stuff or yeah. not? Oh, right. dear. Have I protected myself? Mm-hmm. What, what's going to happen? Yeah. But and you're going to be okay. You will be okay. That's the other thing I was thinking about with that uh, high dive scenario. Yeah. When you jump off the high dive, there's a usually a very crowded pool full of people who yeah. are watching you. Including their lifeguards. Multiple lifeguards. Yes. Many and, people who have jumped off that board before and they know what's happening to you. Yeah. They can tell it's your first time. And, and if for <laughs> whatever watching. reason you're not coming up in a reasonable amount of time, multiple people are going to go in there and get you. And yep. that's what this community yep. is for new sellers as well. Yes. You get the, uh, you can feel confident knowing, you can feel comfortable knowing that if something should go wrong. Yep. There's a whole group, 70,000 strong, 70 plus thousand pull you strong. you out of the water, help you, you know what to do next. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, unless you're just really, you know, trying to do everything by yourself and spending a whole bunch of money you don't have and not, you know, testing items first, you're going to be okay. We're, yeah. we're going to be there for you and we're going to help you navigate out of those waters if, if you need to. As we've heard a time or two from the person who actually runs this podcast, Jim, if you've got margin in your life, you can yeah. do this, yeah. right? But if you're pushed to the edge in every place, time, mm-hmm. money, maybe mental uh, ability to be health. positive, health, yeah. yeah. In, any kind of health. It's, it can be, in that case, it's going to be super challenging. But if you've got that margin in one or more places, you can do this. Yeah. I really like that analogy of margin. Desperation really has no no part in getting started mm-hmm. in this business. Get past the desperation if that is there and then start. But most of the people that we work with are, you know, especially when they come into the coaching, to coaching with us. They have their past. They're not in desperation because the coaching office will make sure, you know, Mm. talk to them and make sure you're in the right place to be in coaching. So, yeah, usually we get to work with people who are who are ready to do this. And Mm -hmm. it's it's a whole lot of fun. I just talked to somebody uh, just a little bit ago who um, had a small number of sessions left when they came to me and. They had to do a lot of the work, you know, on their own and they were checking in, but they they were kind of having to do some extra of their own and they got over $13,000 a month. And I am so proud of them there. I'm just excited. Mm. I just love That's to, awesome. to have a front row seat when mm-hmm. these things happen. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, the point of this to just kind of wrap up the high dive story is that there's a whole group of people around here who are willing to help you. Yeah. It's up to you to take action. If you if you're not already doing this, um, just you know have some comfort in that. If you do it and you need a little help, get into the over to the ladder so that you can get out. Everyone is here to help you. Yeah. And um, if you want to get really good at the swan dive or the triple back flip with a half twist or whatever, we're here to help you with that as well. That's right. There are many people <laughs> you can watch and see yeah. how they do things, and and many people that 
share mm-hmm. what they're doing. And um, so you can watch and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, this is a great part of this this community. One of the many great parts. And that leads us into the second topic for today mm-hmm. around people helping people. Yeah. And there's a saying out there. It goes like something like, uh, if you're willing to do what other people are not, then you can have what other people won't. Or yeah. something like that. It's something yeah. along those lines, right? Right. right. And yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think sure. I, I think I it probably that. holds true. Yeah. Yeah. But you put a different spin on it, and I love this. And so why don't you share what that is? So the way we like to look at that is, is this. How many people am I willing to help so that I can get what I want? Mm-hmm. And that's our, our leader, Jim, Jim Cockrum has taught us that. And I think it's the greatest thing is when you have relationships and you can, you can help other people be successful. You know, that's what we're about. Mm -hmm. We love to work with people just starting out. We love to work with people who are trying to build their replens list. The people who are starting again, who are starting, starting something replens is something new. We love to work on that. And for us, it's about how many people can we help be successful. And that's the way we get uh, the things that we'd like to have. I'm feeling more and more about that lately. I mean, we've always felt that individually. I mean, as a couple. Right. Outside of this business, even. Yeah. That if the more people we can help, the more successful we will be. Yes. That is the proof in the pudding for us. And we Mm -hmm. haven't found an opportunity or a venue to do that any more effectively than this one. Yes. And I think that's why in all these different, uh, we're serial entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in all these different ventures that we've been in, we didn't really tie the two things together where it was like helping other people gets us what we want, mm-hmm. right? As well as we were able, as we have been able to in this space. Yes, because this because this community is all about that and mm-hmm. we fit in that and we're able to see results from that and just that's that's where our success comes from. That's what makes our heart sing. And it's not just us. It's not just us. We have people that we talk to fairly regularly who, or maybe we don't even talk to them regularly, who also offer assistance to us. All How can the they time. help us be successful? Yes. Right? Yes. It's kind, it's kind of like a river that flows through and it comes back around. And wherever you happen to be standing in the flow at the mm-hmm. moment is whether you're getting or giving and whatever you, whatever you get, you give. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this community is Full of those kinds of people. We're we, so grateful. For the last few years, we've had a goal to help at least 10 people sell, get to a sales number of at least $10,000 a month each year. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to knock it out of the park this year. We're going to get I, way more than 10. I think we're going to get way more than 10. We're very excited about that yeah. this year. Yes. Yeah, so we might have to adjust. We were talking earlier in the year, I think, mm-hmm. when we were talking to Jim, that we might have to adjust that goal mm-hmm. and uh, bump it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're happy to do so. Mm-hmm. We, uh, yeah, I hope we can. What's Many people probably don't know this, and I'm, I'm going off script. Uh, Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> This, these conversations that we're having on these podcast episodes mm-hmm. that we do are no different from the conversations we have when we're sitting in our living room at in the evenings after we've finished coaching. Yeah. And that's the reason, that's how this whole thing came about, is we like to chat about, you know, you know what coaching clients issues, you know, what, what issues did we help with today? Right. Uh, And what issues have come up that we can talk to each other and maybe come up with ways to help. This is what we love doing. And so we brainstorm this stuff all the time. We do. Right. 
And so then one night we were like, well, why don't we just turn on the microphone? Mm -hmm. And that's how this came about. And um, it's been such a revelation for me anyway, to be able to do this and, and uh, get the feedback that we've gotten, which has been um, overwhelming oh, positive. Just and we just, I can't tell you how much we love doing it. This is really, if we weren't doing it on the air, we'd do it anyway. Because <laughs> um, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. That's so right. we like, uh, I can't remember how you said it, but last weekend on a Friday night, our our hot date was to, yeah. <laughs> was to talk about, you know. What can we do to, to make it clearer and easier and more understandable for some of the people that we're, we're working with? Can we come up with that analogy? Can we come up with a way to say it that shows that illustration? Yeah. Is there, is there an illustration that we can create that mm -hmm. helps them understand? Yeah. So hopefully we're doing that uh, more and more all the time. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate the feedback mm -hmm. um, that we're getting from people. So if that's helping you, you know, we really do appreciate the feedback. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I have to tell you about a coaching program that's been around for about 19 years. It's coached almost 10,000 e-commerce business building warriors. It's got a team of about 60 coaches who are not only great teachers with tremendous hearts who love their students, but they're all succeeding at the business strategies that you hear taught on this show. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about our coaching program. There's a link at silentgym.com. Get over there, get on our schedule, have a free consultation, zero pressure. We're going to help you build your business on that call. Sign up at silentgym.com free consultation. See if our coaching program is a good fit for you, where you get to not only work one-on-one -on -one with one of our tremendous coaches, not only do you get that, you also get a reactive coach that you can contact at any point in time. That's a separate coach. You get all the training and content that we provide around here at no cost now and into the future. Tremendous list of benefits. I'm not going to go into all of them right now. Silentgym.com click on the coaching link, sign up for a consultation. Hey, let's get back to the program. So hopefully we're doing that uh, more and more all the time. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate the feedback mm -hmm. um, that we're getting from people. So if that's helping you, you know, we really do appreciate the feedback. Uh, there's at least one more topic I want to cover tonight. Okay. And this could branch out into other areas. Um, but <laughs> yeah, especially if you go off script. He really is going off script when he does that. It's not that's not staged at all. It yeah. does give me just a little nervousness in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't ever say anything no, that know. we couldn't, I'm you know. Kidding. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, this goes back to one of the WPAs that we are the worth the price worth the price of admission mm -hmm. um, from this year's proven conference, and that is to make a list of things that you have overcome. And the more I thought about that, and this came from the session that uh, Larry and Sue Pruitt did, mm -hmm. to make a list of things that you over, that you have overcome. Mm -hmm. And the reason it resonated, it just kind of fits in with the puzzle that I'm, you know, is going on in my head right now, mm -hmm. which is I've been saying this a lot, like pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at ASINs, or when yes. we're looking at KIPA charts, we're looking for patterns, right? Right. People say it all the time. I heard someone else say it recently as well. When I see this great seller movement, mm -hmm. right, the offer cap movement going uh, in a certain pattern, I know mm -hmm. that regardless of of what the you know the green line says, I'm going to be moving a lot of product on that ASIN. Yes, I love that. Also, the the KIPA uh, sales rank drops are a classic pattern recognition. Right? Yes. 
mm-hmm. and then price the buy box moving around. And one of the reasons we love the the three step check that we've been you know touting lately is that it kind of looks at the buy box in the same way that you would a sales rank. In other words, mm-hmm. it's just a point in time number. And if you make your buying decision or your testing decision on what it looks like at you know two oh one p.m. on Thursday the twenty eighth of July, right. Well, you're missing potentially missing out because it could have been, you know, three dollars higher than that for every day before that. And all of a sudden now you're making the decision not to buy it. So again, the pattern recognition, right? Mm-hmm. So I know I digress there a little well, bit. Well, so what help what helps you get that pattern recognition? Because you don't have that when you've only looked at a hundred ASINs. You're right. Well, looking at number one, looking at a lot of ASINs um will help you. But number two, getting experience in those ASINs is probably the yeah. the maybe can- that's the number one thing. Yeah, you can look a lot of ASINs, but testing a lot of ASINs and seeing what happens in mm-hmm. those tests, mm-hmm. that's when you start, whether you can put that on paper or not, you start realizing why this one was a good one and that one was, and you get better and more of your tests start passing, mm-hmm. but you have to have some failed tests in order to make that dist- distinction. So that's why we say go right for it. Failed tests and successful tests. Mm-hmm. So when it fails, you're like, okay, that's what that pattern means. Mm-hmm. And so now when I see that on a, a one, it doesn't mean it necessarily yeah, every time. We just, you know, yeah. take one out and say that one failed and this is why. Yeah. But once you have a group, a large group, mm-hmm. a set of data to deal with, yes, then you have a feel for something that you couldn't necessarily explain to someone who didn't have that experience. And this right? is why I love like looking at your ASINs that have been uh, your tests that have been successful and made it to your replens list. When you really sit down and take the product out of the out of the picture, just mm-hmm. consider the the size, you know, the dimensions, the mm-hmm. weight, the price point, mm-hmm. the category, mm-hmm. may, maybe the brand, these kinds of things that are going on in there and you start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, why did this why does this one do well? Mm-hmm. Then you're able to attribute those qualities to other keep a charts that you're looking at. And then you're like, oh, I have seen this before. Yes. Right? Agreed. But you need more than one or two 100%. to be able to get to those kind of feelings because yes. there's several one-offs. Oh, it's a small it, sample size. It's a small, right. You want and a bigger sample works. size. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can tell we come from data background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. We geek out a little. So we were, are we done digressing there? Well, yeah. I like the idea of pattern recognition mm-hmm. and I like the idea of experience that helps us get better at picking them, mm-hmm. right? So we always say, maybe in the same vein of make a list of the things that you overcome, Yeah, we like to say, focus on what you want because you'll create more of that. Right. Focus on the wins that you've had because you'll create more of that. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is a classic case of pattern recognition. Yes. Where we as individuals don't always recognize that we are largely in control of what's going on in our lives. Yes. And this exercise of going back and making the list of things that we we meant to or not. Exactly. (laughs) Making a list of things we have overcome Mm -hmm. is like, oh, oh, I did control that. I was able to overcome that. Well, and yeah, when you look, sometimes I look at things that I have to face. And when I realize some of the things that I've overcome in life, and put it in perspective, I realize, oh, this is, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be okay. You know, the worst thing that happens isn't going to be near what some of the things that I've overcome before. So give yourself a little credit. 100%. <laughs> and when you see those patterns that that you have, the things that you've overcome, the patterns that you, you can see in your life, both mm-hmm. the good and the bad, mm-hmm. then you know that 
this is this was the realization that came to me in the last few weeks where I'm like, okay, we are actually controlling the large majority of what's happening. And mm-hmm. whatever we've set our mind to, we've been uh, and taken action on. Yeah. We've been able to achieve. Fear is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Right. So then uh, I was like, we need to get like a three-year calendar because we've got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to do. That's right. We got a lot of things to get busy doing. That's right. Right. We, we want to do all the things yes. we always say. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to do next? I don't know, but I want to get all the things done. So we better get busy doing the next thing. Well, and and uh, as far as that pattern recognition goes, we had another topic that um, was not uh, directly related to this when I wrote it down, but I think it ties in very nicely, which is if you're not finding anything, and, mm-hmm. and we see this a lot and, you know, king of not getting it, yeah. Right? Yeah. if you're not finding anything, mm-hmm. it's because you don't know probably what you're looking for. Right. And that's not, there's no reflection on you. Yes. Nobody does in the beginning. Right. I like to relate it to the story of the Native Americans when the ships came over the horizon they couldn't see them. This is the story. I don't know exactly how this works, but they they couldn't recognize them as a thing because they had never seen that before. So I'm sure they thought it was some rock or something, you know, flying around in the in the ocean. They didn't realize it was a ship with people on it. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of a thing in the beginning. And you gotta give yourself a little bit of a break. It's gonna take a minute for you to start recognizing that. And it's gonna take looking at it and looking at more and more and more ASINs in order to really recognize what you're seeing. And then you really can amplify that or put that on turbo when yep. you're taking action on those things too. Not yes. blindly, right. right? We don't want to do it without good evidence. And, and that's, that's what right. we're trying to do with the three-step check is provide good evidence that you're going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Even if all things go against you, you'll get all your money back. Yeah. You're right? going to be able to get in and out uh-huh. in, a, in an easy amount of time. But it helps you recognize the things that you've never seen before. If, you've, if you're looking at an object that you've never seen before and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't understand the purpose of that. What is this thing? Until you actually see it in action, touch it, do some things and with it. And understand the perspective. Like yes. the ships are miles and miles away. Mm-hmm. And until you can understand what miles and miles away is on the horizon Mm -hmm. with people in them and how small people are that far out, Mm -hmm. you really are not going to understand what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to see them in different perspectives, see them closer up and farther out and and put the perspective upon what you're looking at. And it's another reason why we do the daily checklist. We suggest the daily checklist because you're looking at these things all the time Mm -hmm. and you're seeing them from a different perspective. Yeah. One day when everything is going great, your account health check doesn't mean that much. Right. On another day when maybe you got an IP complaint or a listing that you were on got shut down, yeah, it means something completely different. Yes. And you don't know to appreciate that look, that check that you're doing until you've kind of seen it from all angles, right? Right. And that's one thing I do with the people that uh, we're working with sometimes is they come in and they say, I am excited. I found some things. I'm going to get them sent in. This is working for me. I'm excited. I have them write down how they feel that day, write it down on a piece of paper, post it somewhere where you can see it again easily, not necessarily in a journal, although it's a good idea to journal as well, but put it somewhere where you can see that because there's going to come a day when you wake up and you just don't feel like doing this or you you're just not coming up with, with good stuff. Things are happening and it's, it's a frustrating day. You can read that over and remember every day is not like this. Mm-hmm. It feels like, 
every day is like that when you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. But really, when you step back and put it in perspective, there was only one out of 30 days that was like that or or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I've heard Jim say this before. There are some days, I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to be super resilient as an entrepreneur. And it's why he likes to call us business building warriors, because sometimes you are facing what appear to be insurmountable odds. Yes. And then what do we do? We go back to that pattern recognition. What mm-hmm. have? Uh, what are all the things that I've overcome in my life? Right. I can overcome this too. Yeah. What do yeah. I know that's going to work well? Let's do one of those today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One last topic. Totally okay. off script. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Two off scripts in one podcast. Well, all right. I, I mentioned earlier that we like to sort of brainstorm on the coaching sessions that we do. Yeah. And the topics that we cover and how we help you know, the people that we work with overcome their obstacles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the sessions that I've, I had this week was uh, with someone who's got a very thriving business, mm-hmm. but didn't feel like their profit margins were, were, were where they thought they should be, mm-hmm. right? They wanted them to be higher. Everyone mm-hmm. does. Sure. Everyone would like to have a 30% profit margin, sure. right? Sure. And so we, uh, we went through an exercise. It's one of my favorite exercises to do, which is the <laughs> business health check. Yeah. Right. Aside from the account health thing, it's, it was more about, okay, let's take a, let's take a holistic look at your business. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the last 30 days. This is our best average, assuming, you know, everything has been working. You've been doing everything consistently for, yes. the, for, for a few months yeah. yep. that we can take a look at the last 30 days, especially if you're not so much still in growth mode. Like if you have sort yeah. of, you're at a plateau, you're kind of checking the, you know, you're in for a pit stop, getting a check on everything. Right. Right. So I love to do this because what we can do is take a look at, you know, the average sale price. Yeah. This is the working on the business, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. Once you get that first 100 ASINs, that first $10,000 a month in sales, then you can start working on your business instead of in your business. So mm-hmm. that's where we are in this scenario, right? Right. Okay. So now we're doing this high level analysis, like how can we improve the profitability of the business? Yeah. Through efficiencies. Yeah. Through, you know, processes, through tools subscriptions, mm-hmm. you know, whatever could could potentially help us out. And so we looked at average sale price. Mm-hmm. We look at uh, average Amazon fees mm-hmm. and we take into account both the uh, referral fee and the pick and pack fee. Mm-hmm. Um, we break those apart so we can kind of see, right? So that's a, that's a result of your category and your size and weight of your yep. products. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. We take a look at any ad spend, right? What is our... Yeah total cost of sales? What is our advertising cost of sales? You know, how much money are we spending to sell an item if we have that turned on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not everyone has that and right. should they? Right. Right. We look at cost of goods, mm-hmm. right? How much, how much are we spending on cost of goods? And then we look at refunds, mm-hmm. right? Or return rates, things mm-hmm. like that. And with this particular client that I was working with, we noted all of that. Oh, what is our inbound transportation? Mm-hmm. Right. These are on a per item basis. These are cost centers that you these can are, yeah. manage, right? Are just like you would in your job. Exactly. Right? Or just like it would if you're running a multi-million dollar business. Exactly. A multi-billion dollar business. Yes. Right. So when we do this, it's so enlightening to uh, to me because mm-hmm. we get to see a lot of people's businesses. We do. Um, and we get to see how making small tweaks here and there can make a big difference. So in this particular example, we said we made a couple of hypotheses. Mm-hmm. And we said, what if we could decrease our inbound transportation by 10 cents per item? Mm-hmm. So instead of spending 91 cents on average to send an item in, we could spend 81 cents on average to send an item in. And, and 
we could accomplish this a number of different ways. Okay. Okay. We could look at uh, a different inbound transportation method mm -hmm. like LTL versus small parcel delivery. Mm -hmm. um, we could look at smaller units, right? We could look at items that were more, you know, they may still have a high uh, sales value, but they're very small. It costs Amazon, mm -hmm. not that they don't charge us that much to fulfill them to the customer. Right. Right. We could potentially look at the items that we are sending in. Are we putting it in a box that's maybe too big? Can we get more yeah. efficient in that? I mean, the, the, this is something we're very we, sensitive to. Right. right. Yeah. We've gone through this exercise a few times for right. our business. Yep. So, so a few things there just on the inbound transportation. Uh -huh. Then there's also, let's see, I was talking about the average sale price. Oh, uh, cost, um, sorry, advertising. Mm -hmm. So if we were able to improve our ad spend by just a percentage point or two mm -hmm. and spend more like, I'll say this per, in this example, we were spending 54 cents on average per item sold. If we could take that down to 50 cents and save four cents on every item that was sold. Oh, that's, that can be pretty huge. You yeah. think these things don't really mean that much, but when you go down the line and add them up, mm -hmm. you're saving on inbound transportation, you're saving on FBA fees, mm -hmm. you're saving on ad spend, mm -hmm. um, you're saving on any number of those other things. And what we did was just by changing those numbers a little bit, we were actually able to improve. Uh, now, this is we have to put it into action, but right. at least we came up with a plan. A plan. Yeah, we plan makes this, a lot of difference. Put this so. in a plan to improve monthly profitability by over 25%. Wow, that's a lot. So that's even if you miss the mark by 10%, you're still getting 15%. Right. right. And we're talking about small changes in at, a, at an ASA Wasn't level. Wasn't it Susan Gilbert that gave us that phrase, micro changes for macro effect? Yes. Uh, yep. Macro results. I love that. I, I yeah, forgot yeah. about it until you brought it back up, yeah. but I'm going to steal that one, Susan. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. These were micro changes yes. to have a major uh, impact on the profitability of your business. I love doing those sessions. Yes. Um, I would encourage everyone to go look at their business and then also think about not just the dollars and cents of it, but the time of it. Like mm -hmm. we see this a lot. I saw it recently. Should is now the time for me to go get a prep center. Mm -hmm. I'm doing five figures. I'm concerned about how that might eat into my profitability. Mm -hmm. And to a person, every person who responded to that post that I saw was, it was the best thing we ever did. Uh -huh. Because now we're able to sell more units because yeah. we're not capped by how much time we uh, have available to prep and ship items, right? Mm -hmm. Now that's a service that we can outsource. So I may be making less on a percentage, but I'm selling more units. Which right, is because the... I'm able to have more people sending those units in for me. Right. As one person, I can only do so much. Which is the Walmart model. And maybe yes. even the Amazon model, right? Right. They take very small margins because they're moving a ton of product. Mm -hmm. And making a ton of money and make, overall. Yes, making a right? ton of money overall. The dollars are huge. Yeah. So keeping in perspective, mm -hmm. we're talking about after you get to a certain point in your in your business, when you're still building that first 100 ASINs, 75 or 100 ASINs, and you're still working on $10,000 a month. These are not the decisions that you're thinking about unless you're overseas and you, you, know, you have mm -hmm. to have a prep center. Some people have to for whatever reasons, and they have to start that way. And they have their own challenges to overcome mm -hmm. in the beginnings. But um, just want to make that distinction. There, There's definitely a difference in that new seller and an experienced seller and the decisions you make and what how, how well they... Well, this was the... We got to the point where we were working on a book of business. Yeah. Right? And so our goal is to get folks to have a book of business as soon as possible, right. given time and capital sure. and all that kind of stuff. 
But once you get there, I mean, that's the goal to have a book of business, because once you have a book of business, then you can tweak it and make it efficient and improve profitability and all that. You can make it larger. So you can outsource it. So don't get wrapped around the axle around, oh, should I be focusing on saving three cents on my inbound transportation before you get to that point? Right. Just go make a mess. Yeah, get a book of business, and then yeah. we can then fine you can tune start these things. Looking at your cost centers and managing them yeah. and everything, but if you're doing that ASIN by ASIN while you're building mm-hmm. and you have 20 ASINs, it's really not going to do you much good. Just get that book of business built yeah. in the beginning, right? Great. Okay. And if those are your if those are your issues and you're trying to build that book of business, what cares that? Find more ASINs. Find and more you know, ASINs. when we were when I was talking to this coaching client, he was <laughs> like, "Yeah, I guess I know what the solution to that is." Find more ASINs, right? <laughs> I was like, yep. That'll let's do go it. find some more ASINs. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is great. Anything else you want to add here at the end? No, I think that was very well wrapped up, right? We, we did a, I really enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. everyone for tuning in. We'll look forward to catching you next time. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.